0: Thanks for tuning in to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. Here you'll find tips, insight, and information to help your music and your ministry succeed. Whether you're a singer, a musician, or a songwriter, we want to help you where you are, but we also want to help you get to where you want to go. We believe that our talents are God's gift to us, but what we do with those are our gift back to God. Yesterday's information is important, but what we can learn today will make this the best day yet. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of CNS Podcast, The Best Day Yet. I am Rob Novell, and I'm happy that you have tuned in today for another, another episode of The Best Day Yet. You know, I love, I love saying that. I love seeing it. We've We've been doing this podcast a couple months now. And um that was something the best day yet. When when we would break for devotions at the Charles Neville School of Music and head off to class for fifty-eight years, my dad would say, You you know what? You thought yesterday was good. Well, today is going to be the best day yet. And he was just the ultimate encourager and just saying, you know what? We um we can, we can grow, we can improve, we can, um, develop into what God wants us to be. You, I don't know about you, but I'll be transparent enough to say, I'm not who God intends me to be. I'm striving every day to get there. And I'm trying each day to do something, um, spiritually in my life to, to be a better Christian, and in, in the natural, I'm trying to be a better, better husband, a better father to my wife and to my kids, a better friend to, um, those close to me in my circle, so to say in life. And then definitely musically, I'm trying to do something each day to improve and grow and be better and, uh, be the best that I can be. So it's easy for me to latch on to this best day yet phrase, because truly for me, each and every day I wake up, I Couple things I do each day. A, I thank God for the two miracles that just took place. I woke up and I got up. And then, you know what? I have tattoo scriptures in my life, scriptures that are um, inked upon my heart that, you know what? I don't get through that day without those verses. And the one that I quote every morning is um, His grace is sufficient for this day. Because the grace that got me through yesterday, is a different grace. I need new grace today. And what's the word say? His mercies are new, what? Every single day. So the best day yet. Here we go. All right. Today we've got a, a unique t- topic. We're we're what three weeks out from Christmas. And um, you know, it is this this isn't obviously the, the reason for this season. We know why we celebrate Christmas and it's to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um This is simple. What the real reason for the season. He is the reason for the season. However, in the natural, we all are in that place where um, we are shopping and trying to um, get that Christmas list taken care of. We you know, I, I treat it like that other list. Um, I, che- I write it once and check it twice. Maybe see where I'm going to save some money. Maybe someone has not been so nice to me. And you know what? Their not niceness to me is saving me money because I ain't getting them a gift. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. So if you've been mean to me, I'll still get you a gift anyway. So, but we've just come through two kind of major um, shopping seasons, Black Friday and then on the other side of that, uh, Monday cyber Monday. And they, we see all these deals and all this thing. I think in reality, they, they mark it up and then tell us we're saving 30%. And because we see, Hey, you're saving 30%. We automatically think that we're getting this great deal. Right. So, um, it's just the nature of the way that it is, but we're in that season where we are looking for the perfect gift for that perfect person in our life. And, um, man for me it gets it gets a little harder as my kids grow and and get a little older, and I don't know i i you know it was easy when when you were buying you know my little ponies and Lego sets. that was easy now that you know kids are working and in college and this and that. it's like good grief um the only thing they really need is a job, you know <laughs> they need a job and a uh invoice for me every month to to pay rent. Um, but no, we're looking for that perfect, perfect gift. So this past, uh, Saturday, December the 3rd, um, I was part, um, of a, an event here in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Um, we teamed up with, um, blue cares, which is, uh, basically the Gwinnett police department. And we were part of a toy drive and a, um, a giveaway There were over this, I know sounds crazy, but I promise you, I have pictures to prove it. There were over 200,000 gifts that were given out, um, to kids this past Saturday, December the third. And, um, the way that it worked, the, the parents came in, they registered or had been pre-registered. We, we checked them in. Then, um, the kids went to a room where uh, there were activities for them. Why mom or or the parents went in and picked out the the toys that were suited for their their kids. We didn't just hand them gifts. They were able to handpick from tables separated by ages to um, find the perfect gift for for their kids. And you know to see the joy on people's faces. There's um, there's I don't know. It was just very rewarding to to see. They then came out. We had several bouncy houses and stuff outside for them. And um, just to see the excitement on, on their face and to genuinely hear some of the stories and to um, hear how grateful and thankful that some of these family and the majority of these families were to be part of that because for various reasons, um, they're wondering how are they going to be able to provide that perfect gift for their kids, for their family, for their loved ones um, due to transitionally wherever they are in this season of their life. So, you know, it's just that time of year, you know, and we've heard the saying forever and it's so true. It's better to give than receive. And I I get that. And it it felt so good to be on that giving side and to see the countenance in these people um, after they left literally with huge, you know, like 30 gallon garbage bag full of, of, of gifts that they were able then to take home and wrap and put under that tree for their kids on, on Christmas morning. So I know for, again, for me, I have done some shopping for my family and uh, as hard as it is, I have found out some things that they want and I've been able to get that. And man, that makes me excited. It makes me feel good to know Christmas morning. They're going to open something um, that, that they want, um, more so than just something that, that we just pick out and say, here you go. So been thinking a lot and man, I thought, I thought, I thought between Jesus and my therapist, this had been suppressed so far back in my mind that it would never come out. But just the other day, (laughs) if any of my cousins, my first cousins listen to this podcast, they're, they're going to relate to this story I'm fixing to share. I remember when we would have, um, Christmas at grandma and grandpa's, all the aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody, we would come over and we would, um, have a dinner and then we would open all of our gifts. And, um, I'm so sorry. So there is nothing worse and I, I think I think people can relate to this. There is nothing worse than being a child and being handed a gift that, you know, is a closed box. I mean, There's there's no way to disguise it. You know, um, underwear only fits in certain boxes. And so so the 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 way that this would go down, we would we would open our gift and then we had to kind of go around the room and parade what we got to everybody in the room. And if it was from so-and-so, we would tell them thank you and let them know we appreciated them giving us a gift. And man, some of those walks of shame when you opened that that package of of underwear and had to walk it around the room. I mean, it literally was the walk of shame. That is probably the closest that I can relate to a dog having to wear a cone of shame after a surgery or something. You know, you put the little lampshade on the dog's head so they don't uh, get to the, the incision that I think that's the closest we come in our human life to feeling like that dog is when we get those clothes at Christmas and you know, the, the, the kids don't want them. Uh, we grew up with that, you know, and, um, you know, we tried to instill in our kids, man, Let your nini and papa know that you appreciate whatever it is. It may be that Lego set you wanted. It may be the underwear that you needed, but be thankful, you know, be, be thankful for that. And so I, I, I stop and think those necessarily weren't the perfect gift. Um, maybe it's a little easier as they do get older and you know that you're getting them something that they want. So I've, I've been thinking a lot about this season, about the Christmas story and, the we find it uh well, you know we find it in Luke but i want to read out of uh, Matthew 2 verses 1 through 12 um it says now when jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king behold there came wise men from the east to jerusalem saying where is he that is born king of the jews for we have seen his star in the east and we've come to worship him When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said to him, unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Verse 6, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor." that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privilege, called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was." When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. They fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then being warned of God, being warned by God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. They departed into their own country another way. So we, we just read there, the story of the wise men and, you know, on this topic of the perfect gift, um, you know, I'd kind of wondered why gold, frankincense and myrrh, um, not, not really as a kid, not knowing what those things were, uh, for me, myrrh was a great record label in the eighties, <laughs> walls of glass, rust half, go Russ, uh, you know, um, as I've been, gotten older and I've studied and, and you get more into your word and, and you get more word from your word, you, you start to have some of these dots connected. And so I, I did for for this thought and this topic with the podcast, I, I did a little digging on the gold frankincense and, and the myrrh um, gold. Why'd they bring gold? Gold was customary for royal visits. The wise men showed by giving Christ the gold. They showed that they did indeed consider him, baby Jesus, to be a king. They brought gold because gold represented royalty. They were coming to a royal visit. They were going to see a king. They were going to see what we read up here. um, What was it in verse six? And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. They knew they were going to visit a king. That's why they brought the gold, the frankincense. Um, frankincense was, was concentrated as pure and holy. They would bring incense to the altar, or I'm sorry, they would burn incense um, at the altar in the temple as part of God's instruction for, for worship. And I believe that their statement here with the frankincense was They were consecrating Christ to be pure and holy, to be that king that would rule the people. I believe they saw into the future and knew also, um, I I believe that God had given them vision ahead of what Christ would do and building that bridge for us in humanity to cover our sins, to be the ultimate sacrifice for you, for I, and for all of mankind. The myrrh. Myrrh was a main ingredient in the anointing oil used to ceremonially prepare the priest. Again, I think they were seeing into the future what was who they were actually coming to worship. I love how it said up here in the beginning that they saw his star, not a star. They saw his star. God placed the star in the sky to point the way to his star sun. Jesus, the baby king that was waiting for them when they got there. I think all three gifts, if we look at that, the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh, I think they all declared a royal priesthood. They all pointed towards what would um, be the greatest gift that the world would ever receive. We know Christ to be that perfect gift to be the best gift that anyone could ever receive. I know for me next to, you know, my, the my salvation in my life is my greatest gift. Next to that is, is my testimony. I want to protect my testimony. I I'm involved in, in ministry. I'm involved in trying to win people to Christ. And and I want to protect that because there are two great gifts in my life, my salvation. And then, and then my testimony. So Looking at what the the wise men brought to Jesus and, and laid at his feet three of the best gifts that they could give him they were literally the perfect gifts for a perfect king. I heard this song the other day, and it's just it's it's part of Christmas you you know I don't know about you, but for me um, the little drummer boy is just that's that's part of the soundtrack of my life when I think of Christmas and been so many great versions of that song through the years. But, um, I think it was Pentatonix that I heard the other day. And one of the lines truly, truly jumped out for me. Um, like I'd never heard it before and God's used it to really challenge me. And it's been a couple of weeks back and, um, it's why we're talking today the perfect gift. The little drum boy, let me read these lyrics. Come, they told me, pa a newborn king to see, pa rum our finest gifts we bring. And then I paused. I've been singing it and hearing it my entire life, but our finest gifts we bring, pa rum Th- Those wise men, <laughs> they didn't show up with a <laughs> With the clothes box for, for the baby Jesus, they didn't bring him underwear, y'all. Maybe Mary had wish they had, but they didn't. They brought him the best gifts that they could bring. The lyrics of the Little Drummer Boy: the finest gifts we bring for Rumpa Pum. That's our thought today. That's our topic. What's the perfect gift? The perfect gift is us giving our best our finest to the king. Not bringing him (laughs) the clothes box, but bringing him the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh. Man, where God's challenged me with this is, who is Rob offering up his best to the king? When I do something, when I, whatever it is I put my hand to, and the scripture talks about this, I try and strive to do it with excellence. But there are times that um, where I've been checked here by this. There are times I'm, I've realized I haven't given him my finest. I've not given him my best. Man, we are all at the Charles Vell School of Music. We are all about making what we do the best that it can be. Not Not to excel us but to present to our King. We want to give him the finest gifts. And that's why we're big on education. That's why we're big on practice. That's why we talk about being prepared. And I believe a polished ministry is, is a, a perfected ministry. Y'all, I saw something recently, a couple things that have happened that I've seen in the last week or so. I, I, was on uh, social media and ran across um, someone. Um, the 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 heading was um, singing for Jesus. So I I stopped and and watched, and the first six minutes or so that I watched this, there was no singing. It was all talking, and all it was was excuse. After excuse after excuse, before <laughs> before they even started singing. Now, um, I probably would have checked out w- well before they started singing when it was six minutes long. Um, but man, it was it was. It, I couldn't look away, y'all. It was I, 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 they. What they were setting up was so bad that I had to stick around and see if it truly was going to be that bad. And I hate to be just blatantly transparent, but it was uh, probably worse than I'm trying to describe it at the moment. They just kept making excuse after excuse of how um, bad of a day they had, how this wasn't working and that wasn't working. In reality, all they were doing was um, giving the enemy, giving the devil credit for how bad their day had went. They're, they're speaking against him saying the enemy caused this and caused that and did this and did that. But you know, if I was keeping score, they told me about 12 things that the enemy had done for them that day and nothing that Christ had done for them that day. And man, I, I struggle you all. I'm, I'm just, I'm being real. I'm being honest, being transparent today. Why? Because honestly, I'm trying to offer my finest gift to God. God has placed a mantle of teaching on our family's life. The, the novels are all about helping people musically. We want to encourage you. We want to build you up. We want to prepare you to be the best that you can be. So you can offer your finest unto the King. So I struggled watching that. And, um, I, I, when I, when I quit watching it, they, they did eventually sing. And yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, when, when I finished, man, I, I was so burdened. I just, I prayed, I prayed over them. I prayed, prayed over other people that do things like that on the internet. Um, I, I want us to be able to represent the best gift ever given to us. I want us to be able to represent that with excellence another thing that i have recently saw is um i think i think within our churches i, I don't know that we are offering our finest gifts um me, and i'm musically um, this is a, the CNS the Charles Novell School of Music my name is Rob Novell if you um need to send a um, <laughs> your email it's cnsmusic.com www dot cnsmusic.com is the website info at cnsmusic.com is the email if you need to send me an email after listening today but i'm speaking musically i i don't know that we're doing our best i don't know that we're offering our our finest gifts when we're showing up for service and we have done nothing to prepare and warm up that morning before we walk into the church if If you are blessed to be part of your music ministry at your church, man, wake up with the mindset of you are presenting a gift to the king. What did we talk about with the wise men? Um, They were acknowledging that they were anointing a priest by bringing him myrrh. Um, All three gifts, again, we said declared a royal priesthood. And the gifts that we offer God musically, we're talking our gifts, our voice, our, our ability to play an instrument, our ability to write a song, our ability to technology, to run equipment, whatever it is that you do. If you're part of a worship ministry at your church, do it with excellence. Don't just show up and go through the motions. That's not offering your finest. That's not giving your best to the king. Come they told me, pum, a newborn king to see our finest gifts we bring when we wake up and we're heading to the house of God, we're going to see our king let's take him our best. let's offer him our best. prepare, practice if if you're not singing and practicing on a daily basis and then you show up somewhere, be it part of the worship team or maybe you're, you, you you travel and and sing if you're not doing the preparation ahead of time, you're not offering your best. It's that simple. So, man, I just want to encourage you this season. The perfect gift is us giving our best to the King and everything we do. Let's try to do it with excellence. The finest we can give. Let's give that back to the King. Man, I hope this hasn't been too just blatantly blunt, but um, man, it's just it's where I am. This is probably just more of a uh, this is the season God's got Robin and he's He's checking me again with hearing that lyric and it jumping out of my speakers in my car that day and challenges me. I want to be the best to close this year out and then moving into a new year next month. I want to Every single time that I get to do something and bring something to the king, I want to do it to the best of my ability. And if we do that, then truly, 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 this turns into be our best day yet. Y'all be blessed and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Charles Novell School of Music podcast, The Best Day Yet. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter Under the name the Charles Novell School of Music. And for more information on CNS and our upcoming events, like our online school, our weekend regional sessions, our creative coaching, and our pastor's retreat, you can visit us at our website at www.cnsmusic.com. As you've listened to this episode, we hope that you've gained some information that you can apply to your music and to your ministry to make today the best day yet.